All right, folks, what is going on? This is 619, episode 619 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am Via Volo. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And today, we're going to talk about two GS men, two Georgia Southern men that will be representing Georgia Southern for Sunbelt Media Day, which is July 26th in New Orleans. I think every year they do it in New Orleans. And um, it's always a good time. You kind of get to see two of the top players from each team in the Sunbelt what their uh, philosophy is going to be going into the season and what they uh, what their expectations are. So it's going to be really awesome, not just to see other teams, but to see what Georgia Southern, the type of guys that they're putting on display or what they want to represent for the school of uh, Georgia Southern, not only just the football program, but the school as well, because, you know, Georgia Southern's always had a pretty good, um, you know, uh, representation when it comes to the Sun Belt uh, Media Day. When um they are uh when they're out there uh, every year and uh, it's always a good time to see that then and, and once again we're gonna have a wide receiver Caleb Hood and linebacker Marquez Watson Trent two guys that that you know if you've been watching Georgia Southern football you've always seen these guys do some pretty uh, awesome things on the field so just to have these two uh, guys that are pretty much you know veterans on the team um put in their dues for uh, Georgia Southern. It's going to be really awesome to see what they're going to be uh, talking about at media day. So if this is your first time here, welcome. I could be found on YouTube and rumble. Also, I am on uh, anchor stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google podcast. Um, check. If you're listening to this on stitcher, please check with your podcast provider. Um, they may be ending switcher, um, ending switcher, ending stitcher and moving them over to Pandora. So that's going to be, something to look out for. Also, uh, I can be found on Twitter at VF Baller and the uh, website is firstandframerace.com. So let's go ahead and get into this. Who who are these two guys? Who are uh, Caleb Hood and uh, Marquez Watson Trent? One thing that stands out if you uh, haven't been paying attention to the roster because the roster has been recently updated, Marquez Watson Trent has is, is wearing number one this year, which is really interesting. I think one year, I think he wore number four 15, I could be wrong, but I knew last year he wore number uh, 23. I mean, sorry, 33. And now he's jumped to number one. Usually when you wear number one, that is a, a you know, a prominent number for the school, you know, outside number three and number eight, which, you know, nobody's touching those numbers for obvious reasons. But when you, when you wear number one, um, you, you, you're usually showing some sign of leadership. So uh, let's uh, get into Marquez Watson, Trent first, and we'll talk about, uh, uh Caleb Hood. Marcus Watson Trent uh pretty much been at the school since 2020. He played 10 games in 2020, 2021. Um pretty, did pretty good uh for himself. Played in 10 games. He had six tackles, seven snaps on special teams. Uh when he um, played against Campbell, was on the field for eight special teams against Louisiana, eight snaps on defense, eleven on special teams, played eight snaps against uh uh Coastal Carolina had a tackle against UMass, you know, so basically with him coming in as a freshman, he saw a pretty good bit of um, playing time, you know, playing in all 10, playing in 10 games in 2020, 2021. Basically that was the COVID year. You know, he did a lot for, you know, the team in his freshman year. The second year he played in one game, um, but he tore his ACL in the, uh, in the game against Gardner Webb. That was the first game. I remember that game. I was at that game. And um, it's kind of like the beginning of the end of the whole situation with uh, Coach Chad Lunsford, because not only Marcus Watson Trent went down, you had a lot of people get 
um, injured that year. And we went down to a three and nine season, uh, which was really, uh, it was a rough one to watch with, with all the other stuff that's been going on. He bounces back in 2022 and 2023. Um, second team, all Sunbelt selection from about Phil Steele played in all 13 games, um, played a total of 930 total snaps had um, one of, he had uh, one of six, 100 tackles performers in, uh, in Sunbelt. So he had over hundred tackles. He had 114 tackles averaging eight um, over an, almost nine a game had 5.5 tackles for a loss, a sack plus three quarterback hurries, forced fumble and three pass breakups had five tackles uh, and a quarterback hurry against Morgan state had 10 tackles in the legendary game against Nebraska got to start at UAB had seven tackles, one for a loss had a total of 10 tackles against ball state had a half a sack as well. Uh, I had a, um, uh, he had a uh, six tackles, a half a sack, um, also a forced fumble against uh, Coastal Carolina, 13 tackles against Georgia State. In the win over James Madison, he had six tackles, was chosen to wear the number zero jersey, which was a big deal last year. I think they're going to continue that tradition for uh, guys who present leadership throughout the week. Had eight tackles at Old Dominion in that game when he wore number zero. Had 16 tackles against South Alabama. Had four tackles in a quarterback hurry at Louisiana. 12 tackles, including one for a loss against Marshall. Eight tackles and a uh, half tackle for a loss against the over uh, against uh, Appalachian State. Nine tackles, one for a loss, a half a sack, and two pass breakups in the Camellia Bowl against Buffalo. Now, that is a lot. That means to show that goes to show you from uh, 2020 to 2023, and it's really interesting what would how great he would have been if he did not tear his ACL. But the fact that he tore his ACL and bounced back to put up a season like that with 100 tackles for the team, no wonder he's going to be representing uh, the school for media day. I mean, it's just, it doesn't get any better when a guy that plays for, uh, you know, for a program like Georgia Southern, guys who are all about selflessness, guys who are ready to, you know, to, to take charge and be a leader in their own right doing what's right when nobody's looking, always showing that they can be um, someone to look, really look up to. You know, Georgia Southern's always had those type of guys who are just blue-collar guys that you can look at and be like, you know what, that guy's dependable. You know what, that guy's going to go all out on the field. You know what, that guy's going to show you how to play some football. And he he just epitomized that in 2022. Not saying he didn't in, in other years, but the way he stepped this game up after a season-ending injury, that's what more could you ask for? So kudos to uh, Marquez Watson-Trent. He's going to be one of the guys representing uh, the school at Media Day. The other person, he kind of don't need an introduction. You know, he's been to, in the school for five years, um, absolutely been a stud for the team, done so much. Every time you turn around, he touches the ball, it's going to be a problem. So let's go ahead and get into what he's bringing to the table for him to be a guy that's representing Georgia Southern Media Day. 2019-2020, played in all 13 games, had eight catches for 98 yards. Now, I want you to understand this. He had eight catches for 98 yards. 2019-2020, we ran the ball probably 90% of the time, so just, just keep that in mind. He also carried the ball 3,047 yards, had a passing attempt, Made his college debut at the number six LSU the same year that Joe Burrow and them won uh, the national title. 
He had a 12-yard reception against the Tigers, three-yard rush, and a five-yard catch against Maine. 39-yard catch at Minnesota. I do not like talking about the Minnesota game, so uh, I, I, yeah. Had a 25-yard run against Coastal Carolina. Was on the field for 15 total plays against 20 Appalachia State. I think that's the game that we beat them. Had a two-yard catch against Troy. 20 total snaps against ULM. 18 snaps at Arkansas State. Two catches for 28 yards at Georgia State. Had a three-yard catch against the, against Liberty in the Cure Bowl and made the honor roll in 2019-2020. All right, now let's look at 2021. I mean, this is this is a very long rap sheet. I, I'm just going to try to skim through some things that actually, you know, mean so because he has done so much. And I don't mean rap sheet in a bad thing. I'm just talking about this guy's put up numbered numbers. So you understand from, remember, he had in 13 games, he had eight catches for 98 yards. Now, in 2021, uh, we still didn't throw the ball as much, but he still had 15 catches for 224 yards and two touchdowns. He also carried the ball for four times for 22 yards, had 12 punt returns, with an average of 10.2 per carry and one touchdown. He averaged 16.5 yards on 12 kickoff returns. Now, I could break down every game, but that's pretty much what he did for the entire season. 2021-2022 um, comes in at honorable mention as Sunbelt accolades uh, from the conference, played all 12 games, uh, also had, um, he led the Eagles. Now, look, now he started with eight in 2019. He jumped to 15 in 2020. Uh, 2020 and 2021, 2021 and 2022, he had 41 catches for 497, 12.6 yards per catch, also had 13 rushes for 77 yards, was the primary kickoff return and punt man, had three catches for 39 and open against Gardner-Webb. Uh, that right there just goes to tell you, it goes down his entire game-by-game basis. So you see where he stepped up his numbers every year. Now, in 2022-2023, this is where, in my opinion, he just uh, he went absolutely berserk and he played in all 13 games starting nine was on the field for 789 snaps he was a conference leader in catches per game had a school record in receptions with 87 yard 87 receptions and 925 so he more than doubled his receptions in the in the next season now that has a lot to do with coach clay helton coming in and being the coach and they're going to pass the ball more so like i said in 2019 they ran the ball maybe 90 percent of the time in 2022-2023, so they threw the ball maybe like 60-40. And you see the difference. Like I said, he had 87 yards for 925, three touchdowns. Finished the season with the school all-time leader in receptions and second in yards. Averaged 7.4 yards per punt and 20 yards on kickoff returns. So you see where all of this, he, he stepped up his game, had uh, one of um, awesome games throughout the season. Some games that stand out. He had six catches for 82 against Nebraska. He had 11 catches for 122 at Georgia State. He also had 10 catches for 103 versus App State. Um, also in the the the, the rank game against James Madison, he had eight catches for 131. So this kid is electric. Not only at wide receiver, he punt and return, kick return. You know, if you need him to run the ball in the, out the backfield, he could do that too. This is another guy that kind of reminds me of Amari Jones. And I would not be surprised. Oh, excuse me. And I would not be surprised if NFL scouts is looking at this kid. If you're going to look at a guy like Amari Jones, if you're going to look at a guy like Najee Thompson, which shout out to, Mar- uh, um, shout out to Najee Thompson, looks like he's going to make the team up there in Minnesota. Fingers crossed, hopefully that'll be the case. When you look at guys like Amari Jones and Najee Thompson, 
Caleb Hood is right behind them as far as that pedigree of a guy who can do it all and absolutely electric with the ball. So two guys that are actually um, representing Georgia Southern Media Day. You got Marquez Watson-Trent, which is a tackling machine and knows how to play the position of linebacker very well after a bounce back season after tearing his ACL led, uh, well, he was one of the top six guys in the Sun Belt with over 100 tackles. And you got another guy with Caleb Hood who basically torched torched the teams that he played against after having almost a thousand yards receiving. And and not only that, he also was able to, you know, put return and kick return as well. So you got some electrical guys that guys that are electric that actually, you know, are stand up guys that represent the school very well. And that's all you can ask for. So it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, they carry themselves and it shows you what this team represents, what the school represents and how it could be a trickler down effect for the underclassmen who will come up and maybe one day they will get a chance to represent Georgia Southern at media day. Because when you look at the rest of the roster, which I think the roster just been updated recently, you will see a lot of guys that are on this team that are very talented. Not only that they're very talented, they're actually capable of being one of these guys that could be a leader that could represent and show off what this school is all about. And at the end of the day, that's all you want. You want guys that are capable of doing those type of things. It's going to be really fun to see. I cannot wait to see how it goes. If you like this commentary, the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Let me know what you guys think. Caleb Hood, Marquez Watson, Trent, these two guys are going to be representing Media Day. Coach Clay Helton has still been doing a great job with this team ever since he stepped foot on campus. And you're starting to see what's going on. I mean, from last year when you had um, Cal Van Treese and you had Dylan Springer representing, two guys that are absolutely phenomenal stand-up guys that are that were leaders on the football team. The following year, you get Caleb Hood and Rodson Trent. I mean, you can't ask for better than that. I also can be found on uh, YouTube and Rumble, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts. Go check your Stitcher. If you're listening on Stitcher, some things could be changing. I'm also on Twitter at VF Baller, and the website is firstandframerace.com. I am going to get out of here, going to get ready for my Thursday. Hopefully, you guys had a great day. Have a great evening, and I'll see you on the next one. Y'all take it easy, and uh, y'all be blessed. Peace.